right, welcome back to Jan Thepard Podcast. I'm her son Tanner, and this is my mother Jan. We're gonna jump right back in where we left off, Mom, if that's okay with you. Yes, remind me what there was. Yeah, well, you have to remind me too, but I wrote it down. So we left off, you had just gotten your first pink Cadillac. Correct. And you were, we mentioned briefly that you were going to London, London, excuse me, when you earned your first incentive trip. Yes. But what we didn't point out, because we kind of rushed through that, was those were not back-to-back. Correct. Those didn't happen like six months apart because earning your first pink Cadillac is a totally different ballgame than earning your first trip because these trips are very, Mary Kate does a great job of taking care of its top people. A great job. Yes, they do. And you've been, and we'll talk about more, but you've been on, like you've had how many pink Cadillacs? Uh, we had 18 pink Cadillacs. You earned 18 pink Cadillacs mm-hmm. and you earned how many trips? We've earned, I don't know, I'd have to go count, over 20 incentive trips. But my whole life, every summer, y'all would take off. And I remember we would have calling cards and we would get with me and Nancy and y'all would have a number we'd call and <laughs> we'd have to be sitting at the phone at like 9.30 at night because y'all were, that's the only way we could talk. Right, because we were all in different time schedules. We'd have to go to phone booths, Tanner. Back in the day, and now and, we just text. And you and dad would stand there, of course. And then we tried to text one year and that didn't work. So yeah. it's come such a long way, right. just like everything else. Right. But I don't want to miss the in-between time because we're, again, I'm interested because I'm in there. Mm-hmm. But you had four years between those things. Right. Which, right. in today's world, today's economy, we want things so fast. And we want to Microwave work and stuff so fast. Yes. And we think that, oh, if I'll just do this for six months, then I'll be there. Or if I'll work out for six weeks, then I'll beat my weight goal. And, mm-hmm. or, and it just doesn't happen that way. No. It's, because there's some setbacks in those six weeks that, you know, keep us. Okay, so here, here's why I wanted to talk about this, Tanner. And I think it's a really good topic. And um, not just for a business, but for every area of life. Okay, so if we kind of recap, I'm just doing this for my thought process. What we talked about in our last episode was just um, the hard, you know, just the, getting through the hard and do I really want to do this? Oh my goodness, this is harder than I thought it was going to be. Oh my goodness, I want to have to get some boundaries. Oh dear, I'm going to have to have some time management issues here. I'm going to have to have some hard communication conversations about why I want to do this. So, you know, we got through that and I decided not to quit, which we addressed. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think we all did that. I realized I was going to have to get some help. That's where your grandmother came in, in and um, had some hard discussions with your dad about just, I really love this and I want to do more. And so once we got to that point, you know, I think what I did is I took a deep breath and go, oh, okay, whew, this is going, this is going to be great. You know, then we. Cause you'd been in a decade. Cause I've been in a decade. This is not the first four and years. And my first six years were so hit and miss, you know, and I hadn't quit yet. So I thought that was decent, but I, so after, at this season where we landed last time is we've had some success. And I, I felt like I got a taste of, oh my gosh, you know, we perhaps could do more. And I say we, because I knew it would affect our family. Mm-hmm. And in Mary Kay, I am no one's boss. <laughs> you know, we provide an atmosphere by which people choose to grow. I independent mean, consultants. Independent sales director sales. or independent contractor legally is what we're called. And so my job is just to provide an atmosphere by which people can grow. And then, you know, hopefully they will, but sometimes they don't and they don't want to. And all we've talked about all that. And I'm sure that word independent was 
it's not there accidentally. Like when no. you're selling people like this, you work for yourself. Oh yeah. And it's a legal form too. And Mary Kay loves that. So mm -hmm. we got to make sure that we say we're independent. So anything I've done is my choice and anything that people have chosen not to do is their choice. So I know I'm not their boss. I, and, um, but the they're only choosing person, to follow you. They are. The only person I'm, I can hire and fire is me. Yeah. <laughs> and that happens more often than we'd like to admit when we fire ourselves. Okay. So all that to say, we get to this point. And um, we got some good things happening. We earned our very first pink Cadillac and my, my numbers are growing in my organization. And I have, when you have, when you have bigger numbers in what we do, and probably I would think in a lot of areas of life with lots of other businesses, you know, if you have big numbers, then a third of them are kind of working really for themselves and they're happy that it benefits you, but mm -hmm. they're doing it for themselves. A third are kind of hanging. And a third are just kind of, I don't know that I want to do this, you know, kind of always looking for a way out. And so, but the more numbers you get, the bigger your third gets. Mm -hmm. Plus you're working. I'm working. I'm the leader that's working. So here we are. We got our first Cadillac and um, we started talking about let's earn our first incentive trip. How fun would that be? And I think we told the story last time about that first trip, how people were bringing me orders and I hadn't washed my hair in three, I mean, it was the craziest thing. But it's that season of time that I think would behoove us to talk about a little bit. That went, like you mentioned at the first, uh, I thought we'd go faster. I thought it'd be easier. It was simple, not easy. Meanwhile, life's going on. Y'all are getting bigger and have more activities and you know, I've been it's just continually an interesting getting thing. bigger since I've always, always. Yes. but you said last time you said that the year after your Cadillac was earned that you had your numbers went down. Yeah, I did. And we see this in sports. I'm going to go back to it because it's hard to repeat it. in championship unless you have some kind of mm -hmm. coach that's like a Bill Belichick type, which just doesn't really care, but we relaxed a little, right? You hit your goal and it's human nature to relax. Right. Very. And then you had to realize you what? Go, oh, Okay, we've arrived, but you don't really ever arrive. You're either growing or you're decreasing. So yes. I had to kind of learn that. And in business, as in life, but I do believe in business, any kind of business, you know, it's, it, there's an ebb and flow. Mm -hmm. And I think we set ourselves up for failure the minute we think every year it's going to be better than the year before. And we do that naturally, especially in the Western culture. That's what we think. Right. That's just kind of keep getting better and keep growing. And marriages a, don't do that. Relationships don't do that. Business doesn't do that. Nothing does that. Nothing. And there's a leadership fun. coach, which we'll talk about him a little bit more later on into our mm -hmm. series, but Dr. Nathan Baxter, and um, he, he gave me a visual that I think would really be helpful to a lot of us. He said, you know, when, when you're growing, you're, it's, you start down here small, if y'all can see my fingers, you're growing, you're growing, but then, you know, you have setbacks, but the setbacks, you're still at a higher place than you were earlier. Mm -hmm. So here, you know, so you have your ups and your downs, but yet you're still growing a little bit because but in the, the ups get higher and the downs don't get as low, but you still have that. It's very, I don't know that there's a business ever that did this. There's not. And so we set ourselves not up. Not legal ones. Yeah, we're not legal ones. We set ourselves up for failure from the very beginning. So at this season. But take us back then. It was a long time. I felt like it took forever to get to that first trip. So, cause you got your first pink, you earned your first pink Cadillac. Right. Now you've got four years of seemingly the same activity. Over. Day in and day out. And over. 
and over again. So take us back. What, what are you doing then? What are you learning? What are you figuring out? How are you teaching your people? Because mm-hmm. part of that's keeping yourself motivated, but also the people with you because they feel it. Mm-hmm. They do. Okay, so here's what I learned about that. I read this book called Chop Wood, Carry Water. It's by Josh Metcalf, and it put a whole perspective on doing the same thing <clears throat> almost to ad nauseum point every single day. And so, yes, you get tired. But the upside of that is the familiarity gives you confidence. And when you finally accept, I finally accepted, I don't have to have a new idea every day. I don't have to do it different every day. I can just do the same thing over and over and again with different people. And you know, it was at this season, I didn't say it this way because I didn't know to say it this way, but um, you know, I realized that consistency is the secret to, to really getting unstuck. Consistency is the secret to taking it to the next level. And because when you're consistent, then you build something that can stick, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's when I think I mentioned in a previous, you know, for our Mary Kay world, we book and we coach, we book appointments and then we coach those appointments to hold and then we sell the product and then we follow up and talk to them about other things. And so that book, coach, sell, recruit, kind of a little thing, it just became something we did every day in some form or fashion. And what made it fun, it was that different people involved. You know, so you weren't working with the same person every day, but you were doing the same thing every day. And when I realized that it, that was not boring, because that's my, remember, I struggle with focus. That's kind of my MO. Well, this is not fun anymore. When I realized what makes it fun is that we're seeing progress because people, those, especially those steady personalities that don't enjoy change, they can see, okay, I can do this. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and be assured that there will be some results. You know, so that's when we got, I had more people just start doing what we do, chopping wood and carrying water every day, every week, every month. Then um, we started seeing some growth towards the big incentive trip. Well, it's, and it's Malcolm, Outli- Malcolm Gladwell's Outliers worth 10,000 hours to master something. And right. what you thought was going to kind of go maybe faster than it did, it didn't. Yes. And you had to just repeat these things over and over and over again. Right. And it doesn't fit your nature. Right. And train on that. It doesn't fit your nature, but who cares? Mm-hmm. If you want the end result, you got to figure it out. And that's where, that's what happened to me as a leader that season. Okay, Jen, you can do hard things. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you are enough. You're going to have to do some stuff you don't like. <laughs> You're just going to have to. And so once I realized that. Was it know. just professional or was that because you said this is where you look up and it's almost like a season of growth mm-hmm. where you look at yourself and say, I've got to grow up. I'm not this. I've mm-hmm. been in a decade. You've got to look back and say, because it's all tied together, right? Mm-hmm. Was there personal aspects of this too that you had to change like systems or operations that you just had to like pour all into to figure out so you kind of clear space in your head? Or? Right. Well, I got... I got really good at time management in our home. And I, I don't know that, hopefully you don't recall the challenges of me getting there, but you know, things became the same every day. Y'all knew what you could count on and we got a rhythm mm-hmm. and it was our rhythm and it's different because your dad and I were both self-employed. So when you, that's a different rhythm than somebody who goes to work every day and comes home. But I feel like we, for the most part, you know, unless we lost a ball game or something horrific like that. But for the most part, we had a lot of joy in our home. Which didn't happen you know. that much, honestly. No, we didn't have it. That's why it was that's, so horrific when it did. That's a total David comment. He would totally say that. You said that before. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it just, I don't know, we got, we got systematic. You know, we were very, 
I guess some people call it regimented or I would put it under chop wood, carry water. We were very, our church attendance was regular. I mean, we just did regular things, you know, and I remember you, I remember you coming out like at three thirty-four, like we'd be home from school or whatever it was. And you were always there kind of right. for 30, 45 minutes there, checking in, doing backpacks, mm-hmm. doing homework with me, mom, a lot of the times. And then we would do dinner and then you would kind of go back and do your thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you'd also schedule pickups during that time. There were people coming to the house all the time and us, yay, somebody's here. And, yeah. You know, but it, it was, it was very much so. Remember you, Jay on her motorcycle? Yes, I do very much. <laughs> it was really loud. It was really loud. Y'all were little, you were like, it's a motorcycle. But okay. we would be outside right. doing something and they would pull up. So it was almost like you said, come by during this time. Because mm-hmm. this is when I'm not in my zone focus mm-hmm. too. I'm not on the you deep work visit. stuff. Yeah. We did, um, we did that, and for a few years, remember, we had, on Sunday night, we'd have family time, and we'd pull everybody together, and we'd talk about the week. Y'all hated it. You and Rachel hated well, it. Well, we'd normally end up listening to Lee Greenwood or... <laughs> I know, something like that. But I feel like our systems just got, you know, we just tried to get a rhythm that worked for our families. And I did work two nights a week, and the, all those years, two nights, and then other nights, I didn't. We did other stuff. We were busy. We were not a family that stayed home and... Watched a lot of TV or, you know, had family game nights. We, that wasn't our gig, but it is for a lot of people, and that's the freedom. How long did that take to kind of work out those systems? Because, I mean, how long did it take to kind of say, all right, well, now we've got them? Because I know it didn't happen in Right. I don't know. Probably, I mean, those four years, there was a lot of feeling like I was maintaining, you know. Did so. you ever feel bad at anything? Do you ever feel bad at this or a bad mother or a bad wife or just... All the time. Struggle with like feeling adequate in those areas. That's what Satan does, man. He always he always reminds you of where you could have done better. If I'd done been a better mother, this would have happened. If I'd been a better Mary Kay person, this would have happened. If I'd been a better wife, this wouldn't have happened. Always. So you have to recognize that that's always the the voices that you hear, and that's what motivated me to get really good with time management. Here's something really good. This might be worth the whole podcast. I got so weary. According to who? (laughs) Me. I got so weary. These young mamas that are listening, they'll get it. I got so weary of feeling like I should be somewhere else than where I was. That, 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 and it became guilt management. Time management is guilt management. And so, you know, when I would be on the floor with you guys, reading and playing or having fun or doing whatever, I would, I got tired of saying, I need to be doing something in my office. And when I was in my office, I got tired of feeling guilty that I wasn't playing with you guys. You know, I mean, it's a constant. So I thought, I'm done. And that, I realized that, that, that was one, I'm done. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to have time. We're going to do it. We're going to stick to it. And I'm going to be where I am. Because when you are not where you are, then the person you are with does not feel valued. Well, and I, you know, now too, it's like I feel that way all the time with three little kids and this stuff. And what I find myself doing when I'm really stressed in those areas, you know, I'll just be, and I took everything off my phone. I'm blown away at how much I just pull up my phone. And like, I don't even think look at it. But I just, I I go to that spot because that's more comfortable for me. And having to detrain myself there. But that's really, that's that was really good. Time management is guilt management. Mm-hmm. It is. Because how many times do you like, I got to get this done, I got to get this done. Mm-hmm. It's the end of the day. And then you panic, you go home, you're stressed out, but you then you get with your family and the next morning you're not stressed or panicked about it necessarily. No. No. It's just a feeling in the moment. Well, and what it also does is, and even, you know, with your dad, so for our marriage, I mean, when I had definite boundaries of when I worked and when he worked, because he worked weekends because he He's was a realtor. sports. Or well, sports. Realtor yeah, sport. yeah. And so, well, realtor for a while. And so he worked a lot. So we had to kind of ebb and flow there, but I just um, didn't feel guilty anymore about being gone on Monday nights for from four to ten 
you know, that was my meeting night mm-hmm. with my Mary Kay. We did all that stuff. Me, mom was here because I knew that the other the other nights of the week I would, um, and I'd been home all day, so I was gone. You know, so I just shifted. I just shifted when uh, when I was gone, basically. Well, for those of you listening, especially you young mothers, yeah. I am 36, and I thought it was cool to come to your Monday night stuff, and I don't remember her not being there. So yeah. all that stuff you were putting on yourself, what you said Satan puts on us, you know, my one of my favorite pastors, Matt Chandler, calls it navel-gazing. You know, oh, poor me, how could we do, oh, I do yes, better? I love and, that. But it's, it didn't affect us, I don't think. I mean, we're doing okay. Mm-hmm. It didn't Y'all affect us great. in a negative way. But I, I just think that's a... That's a great feeling because we all carry that, whether we're working or not, right. and especially entrepreneurs, because we've been told our whole lives it's nine to five, mm-hmm. that we've got to be in there on nine to five. Yeah. And you know, but we still work the same hours that your dad worked, and he didn't have this kind of stuff. Right. So right. what have we missed, or where are we along the way? You really do have to mm-hmm. figure out what works best for you during the season of life you're right. in. Because you have more time now, I assume. And don't be afraid to figure that out. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to go by anybody else's drum. You just think this works for our family. And as long as you and your spouse are on the same page and y'all are trying new things and some of them don't work. And, you know, we, um, I never worked on Sundays. I, ne- I it just, I mean, very, no, I mean, I don't, I can't even remember unless we were out of town or something on a business trip, but I was always, I never worked on Sundays. I needed a break from my thinking, my brain, two brain cells needed a break. But also, it just, um, it was a real family day. Some of my friends, just based on the schedules of their uh, their family members and their husband, they worked on Sunday afternoons because their husband didn't mind watching the, the little people on Sunday. You know, so it's it's just finding your flow and finding what works best for for you. But back to our main topic was, I mean, it, it seemed like a really long time before we reached that next goal. In reality, it's only four years. That's not that long a time. It's not. But in the moment, because you're climbing the mountain. What's that story? I don't think I'll tell it right, but it's that bamboo tree about how they grew roots for a gazillion they years. They grew roots for like five years or something. And then years. all of a sudden the fruit starts coming. So that's kind of what happened after that four-year season. Um, because when I stepped into national sales director, the highest position um, Rachel was a 10th grader and you were in the 8th grade. Mm-hmm. So we did that a lot of that and that's when we moved into our current house and all the things. We did a lot of that growing in that season as I, as I look back. And honestly, okay, one more thing. We never looked back after that really. I mean, we, we had lower years than before, I'm not saying that, but once we got past that chop wood carry water season, doing the same thing over and over again, I didn't doubt that that worked anymore. You know, we started getting some mojo. Well, and the one thing I want to ask here too is to wrap this up is during that four-year period where you're just doing the same thing over and over and over again, you had a vision of what the next period of time would look like. Yes. My guess is it ended up totally different than you thought to an extent. We got to the destination, but not the way I thought we would. Right. So we all create these boundaries and pressures and timelines in our heads that we're going to hit and we're going to do this. And reality is it's just show up every single day, do the best you can, do what you know works and let God take care of the rest of that part. And through either my poor, my poor leadership or just different people's decisions, the other, the other dynamic of that was people left me during that time. (laughs) Y'all didn't leave me and your dad didn't leave me. I appreciate that. But people that you've invested in, they left for whatever reason and so you feel like you're always having to kind of refill the pot you remember mickey ivy we talked about on several podcasts she would always say 
you know, Jan, you're trying to get cream out of a bucket with no milk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've got to put milk in the bucket so the cream can rise. So that's where this chopwood carry water season was when I learned to keep milk in the bucket. So that meant whether it was working leads or whether it was working with volumes of people. Oh my gosh, the stuff we did back then, you know, I did holiday happening is a, is a vendor event that we have here sponsored by our local junior league. And I had color matching and I w- had a booth at the fair. I do remember holiday happening. You know, yeah. all those things just to get with the, the lives. Weren't you by the livestock? But the fair, yeah, yeah, that one year we were right by the livestock. It's like flies everywhere. <laughs> it's really lovely. But you know, I met some really cool people out there. We just met. Well, if you're out there with the the cows and the sheep, you're committed. Yeah, right? you're in. Yeah, just it. to meet. You know, we did a lot of stuff just to just to meet some people that I might not normally know in my regular life. Well, I know this is whether it's you know people that are working for themselves men or women but it's just people that are in this season of life we right. all feel it constantly we're we never feel good enough we never feel like we have enough time and i just think that's so valuable from somebody that's been there and you mentioned chop wood carry water several times mm-hmm. and again we've talked about books can be mentors things can be mentors but you want to be a mentor that's why we're doing this you right. want people to ask questions please do fill out the forms ask mom something we're not going to talk about it here unless we get your permission or something before but you're doing this for other people. You're doing this to share your knowledge. Um, that's really, you're really not for your personal gain. That's your heart behind this. Right. So we're going to keep going. We'll leave off there for now, but ask mom a question. She's smarter than maybe I thought she was. For sure. (laughs) Thanks.